bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. It's the Yellow Army podcast once again. Welcome along, Guy and Dave. Here today, Richard is um, is away and busy. He's a busy chap, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, we might have to do I, I a permanent he, blog on Richard's whereabouts yeah, on these yes, Thursdays. It's a bit of a mystery. He's, I think he's up in North Devon, is somewhere, he really? wherever that is. We don't know where. Well, we, we we have no real working knowledge of. We hope he survives like that trip. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, indeed. But plenty to talk about on the Yellow Army podcast uh, this yes. week. Let's begin with last Saturday's game against Macclesfield. Quick look back to that. Quick um, look back indeed. An entertaining game, to say the in least. The end it was. It was. In the end it yeah. was. Uh, the, 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 I don't think many United fans were all that happy at half-time. It was very uh, flat, uh, that first half, wasn't it? Her first half with um, Macclesfield taking the lead um, uh, when United... Uh, it was a rather sort of... There was a couple of moments of interest, wasn't there, including um, a, a, a moment when um, Brendan Moore, United's goalkeeper, was a bit nonplussed by uh, Connor Jennings, the Macclesfield striker, sort of basically standing in his way. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't actually sort of. He was just standing there, wasn't he? He was outside the area, wasn't yeah, he? he that's was right. And, I don't and, know if that makes and, any and, and, and of course, he hadn't retreated. He was only yeah. two or three yards away, and and it, and he was in Brendan Moore's line of of attack to kick yeah. the ball. But of course, you know, you are only allowed to supposed to hold on the ball for a certain period. I can't of time, remember is, the last time well, I saw that we We've though. talked about yeah. this, haven't we? And uh, you know, how long is it? Well, it's as long as the referee yeah. uh, deems it to be in the, these days, isn't it? But anyway. Um, uh, the referee um, Carl Brook uh, uh, didn't think that Jennings was doing anything all that bad, uh, and actually penalised Brendan Moore yeah. for holding on the ball too long. And United then had to defend a free kick from just inside their own area. But uh, Moore came up with a very good save. Yeah, I was going to say he had to make a save case, there yeah. as well, didn't he? And he also made a save on a um, on the set piece. Um, uh, before I think it was Kingsley James, Kingsley James yeah, the Macclesfield yeah. midfielder bunged it in in the end but uh, uh, um, that was a bit of a shame because Moore had done quite well in yeah. both those circumstances well, that, that was a Danny Whitaker corner that he absolutely belted into the near post yeah was he? it corner or free kick it was a corner, corner yeah, yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. And, and they had a couple of goes United yeah. a good save by Moore good block by Brett Williams and then Kingsley James followed up and scored at the third. Did you see attempt. the photograph taken from behind Kingsley James the oh, photographer right. must have been over in front of the pop side how the ball got through all those all those yeah, players quite. you can't in the picture you cannot see the net no. it's just completely blocked but it it found its, its way in it's the old it's the old thing about buying a ticket to win the lottery yeah. isn't it and yeah. um, uh, so so that. at half time things weren't uh, uh, exactly it buoyant, was a poor first half it I wasn't thought, great was it poor. but in fairness to united uh, um, you know in what was let's face it they're all important now aren't they they came out Equalised uh, from a good set yeah. piece uh, uh, corner, uh, a Dan Sparks in swinger from the right. Sean McGinty powered it in at the far post. Um, uh, he had a very good game, I thought, on he did. Saturday, yeah. uh, and ju- fully justified his man of the match award. And um, and then United, I, I, I thought they were pushing, pushing, pushing in the second half. Could um, easily have nicked it. Could easily have nicked yeah. it. And then I thought Macclesfield. For a team that's really going for the playoffs, and of course they sit on Wednesday night, they lost at home to Barrow, who are another team up there, who yeah, of course United travel to this Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, I thought they were a little bit conservative, Macclesfield. Uh, they only played one up front. Yeah. 
um, uh, United only playing one up front well that's mainly because they haven't got an awful lot no, more there at the moment but I thought Macclesfield were a little bit conservative and in the end uh, they tried to sort of catch United yeah. on a break through the second half didn't they which they nearly did a couple of times but the longer it went on uh, the better Dan Sparks I thought played on the left hand side yeah. or the bigger danger he, he posed my goodness, he can cross the ball, can't he? he, can. and, and, he uh, can. and then in stoppage time, he, he, he delivered a real beauty, didn't he? And uh, um, there were two or three. There was a couple. I think it was Jamie Reed who was on as a substitute, just, and and yeah. uh, young Rory Keating. Yes, both, more both of whom in a moment. Both yes. tried to yeah. get on the end of it and couldn't, and uh, that would have been the winner. But it was one of those crosses where, when you see, you think it's gone through everybody, don't yes. you? you? Just can't believe you all that look at each other and say, "How on earth has nobody yeah. got a touch on that?" Easy, but still, easy to say from where we're sitting. Yes, but it is. It is. But there you go. So it was one all, and I. I my instinct afterwards, and I think you know quite a lot of other views, that it was probably a point gained rather than two yeah. lost. Um, before the game, Macclesfield been going very well, uh, throwing a bit of money at it in the last few weeks, and and um, uh, you know it was an easy game to lose, put it like that. It was. Now, there were two debuts. <coughs> excuse me, two yep. debuts in that one. Um, at the back, Miles Anderson. Yeah, um, uh, uh, he came in. Of course, he was signed uh, from Barrow. Uh, and I think we all quite uh, like the look of him. Tidy, um, uh, several people said he's a tidy player. He does the simple things, yes, and he does them. He's twenty-seven years old fuss. without having had a huge amount of games yeah. under his belt. But of course, we're such blinkered people in this country. Is that we, is that we, we would kind of thought think that three years in Italy, well, he can't have been doing much out there. Well, of course, he was playing yeah. know, regular football out there. Um, one of the things I liked about him was he is basically left-footed, uh, which means that United now have two left-footed centre-backs because yeah. uh, McGinty is as well. Um, but whenever it was on the right-hand side and he wasn't entirely sure of himself, he did the simple thing and either stuck it straight over the top or yeah. into touch. Yeah. Now, that'll do for me. Uh, you know, it's, well, it's, the what last, you, it's what we need. Especially it? yeah. in his own yeah. half of the yeah. pitch. Nobody minds you know, uh, maybe having a little look mm. and a touch if you've got some time maybe in their half of the pitch but when you're in your own half of the pitch whereas if you muck up it very often drops you in it Yeah, uh, just do the steady thing uh, many great old United centre-halves down the years have done just that it's um, an honourable tradition of is. putting your laces through Absolutely. it and, and, and any lower division centre-half will tell it. the same thing yeah. that's right it's t- tell you the same thing so no he, he, he looked pretty he looked steady good. I thought I thought he looked good and of course Rory Keating came on right. a, a four minute yeah. cameo I think we all hoped end, he was going to get a little bit longer than that yeah. but um, yeah. Uh, uh, even in that, what was it? Four minutes. Four minutes four plus minutes injury plus time. Injury time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't able to have a huge influence on the game, but you could see why uh, United have got him yeah. in. He 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 covered. Uh, he must have covered as much ground in those nine minutes uh, as 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 he would normally do in about half an hour. Yeah. He went charging around the place, trying to close people down, and you could see exactly why Kevin Nicholson has said. Have talked about his hunger and his work rate. Huge enthusiasm. Huge for the game, enthusiasm. Though, That's yeah. right. I've, I've <clears throat> popped out the training ground this morning and um, and uh, watched a training game. There's a, there's a big crowd of young supporters turning up. So hopefully course, they, yes. they will have had a, yeah. good, they, a good day. Now, this is something that the supporters club has put together. That's isn't right. It? Yeah. yeah, and um, they had a, a, certainly a nice day for it. I had to come away, but you you, you watch young Keating even in you know a, a fairly straightforward training game, which is being stopped and start, started again. Um, uh, he's decent in the air, much be- yeah. better than he looks. He's uh, we wouldn't 
put him quite in the Kevin Hill bracket as somebody who jumps higher than he, <laughs> who, who's, who's stronger in the air than he looks. Yeah. But um, uh, certainly he's got a, a bit of hilly yeah. about him when he takes off. Because we had him penciled in last week. This time last week we had him penciled in as a six-footer. He's not quite that big. No, he, he probably isn't. Although when you actually stand next to him, yeah. he's—he's. Uh, um, I think it's maybe his running action or, yeah. or the way he looks. He's—he's—he's not—he's not a six-two, obviously. Mm. But but um, I think he might be quite an interesting. Little I'd like to see him play for wild card. Yeah. I think to throw into the yeah. into the mix every now and again. And uh, of course he's you know he's got a lot to learn, and that's why he's here. Indeed. And uh, a player who, who didn't arrive in time for last week's game but is now part of the squad and uh, my Queen's Park Rangers supporting friends are delighted that we've been able to use the headline QPR Starlet for uh, Gianni Critchlow who's <laughs> yeah, joined us right. this week. Yeah, um, this has all come about um, because of a, a player whom many United fans will remember fondly, Paul Hall, mm-hmm. um, a right winger who came up through United's old trainee scheme before... Uh, they sold him to Portsmouth eventually for yeah. quite a lot of money, and he went on to a great career. Portsmouth, Coventry, one or two other clubs, and um, Rushland Diamonds, I think. He, he was yeah. part of their rise up into the league. Um, uh, he's now um, a professional development coach, which which is in the, 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 the age group where they move up into pro contracts from yeah. the academy uh, at QPR. And um, <clears throat> he's done his best to give United a little helping hand by sending young Gianni Critchlow, 18 yeah. years old, right winger, just like himself. And, and by all accounts, he sent young Critchlow down saying, I had a great time at Torquay. Get good, yourself good. down there and see good, if you Good can, for Hawley. What a good yeah, player he was. He was, he yeah. was. And, and um, you know, see if you can get down there and do a bit of an impression of myself when I was a youngster. So, I'd settle um, for that. Yes, yeah, so I, I think would we all absolutely would. Yeah, settle for me. that. So he's he's come down. He's only young. He's he's obviously got to step up into this level, which he's already admitted and said, "No, I've got to try and prove that I can handle, um, you know, <coughs> nasty left backs at places like yeah, Barrow." There'll, there'll and, be a uh, few, uh, won't there? Yeah, yes. So yeah. Uh, um, you know, good for him. He's he's um, this this is uh, you know Kevin Nicholson, the player manager, has sort of hinted that as things stand at the moment, and we might discuss this either later or maybe on another occasion. This is the you know the shop where United are shopping in at the moment. In other words, that does not appear to be um, uh, the sort of amounts of money uh, no. available. Now that is of a slight concern to United fans who would quite like the new owners to maybe uh, be uh, inspiring yeah. something a bit more than that. But well, the timing's difficult, though, isn't it? Because it we're is. outside the transfer window now. Absolutely. Um, uh, if you're going to get people, they need to be free agents, or certainly from this sort of level. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think it's a difficult one for to get Kiefer Moore back. I, all the indications are that United were prepared to push the boat out, mm. which was sort of understandable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's very easy at this level to end up paying over the odds for somebody who isn't the real deal. And without naming names, we've done it. Yes, we? it um, has happened. And um, so, uh, uh, you know, I think Nicholson at the moment is having to spend an awful lot of time on yeah. the phone to contacts and agents and people like that and see what he can get for not very much so uh, uh, which which you know what is the 14 games to go something like that um, uh, you know United need another at least half a dozen wins probably yeah. to yeah. to get them up I think I think it'll be more than 50 usually people say 50 points don't they to stay up it's I think that it, tight isn't I it I think yeah. it might yeah. need to take might need a couple more points yeah. than that um, so start counting them off that's right indeed yeah. um, one thing from Saturday's game that was less encouraging and particularly for the player concerned was another injury to Luke Young yes 
Um, it was one of those where the player doesn't go down writhing, he just goes down and, and realises instantly that uh, something's gone wrong. Yeah, uh, um, Luke Young uh, um, just pulled his, I think they call it tweaked, don't they? It's tweak, uh, tweaked tweaking his, a groin. Uh, tweaking a groin uh, before Marvelous. half-time. Yeah. And he went off, had some treatment at half-time, didn't feel too bad, went back out again, had a very good shot which from just outside the box, a, a Luke Young special which the keeper yes. tipped over the bar. Um, and but it wasn't that actually, led to the goal. Actually, it did. It yes. did. The, yeah, that the was cor- the corner. That was yes. the corner for, yeah. for the United's equaliser. But just after that, he 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 sort of opened his body up and he hit a pass from right side of midfield out to Sparks on the left, but with his yeah, left uh, foot, Taylor which household. is obviously not his strongest uh, and foot, and he felt his groin. That was the, that was the problem anyway. Um, uh, and he, he he immediately sort of. He sort of sat down, didn't he, he, he on yeah. the pitch as if he yeah. went, uh-oh. Uh, um, uh, and I think on top of all the other problems he's had, two fairly nasty knee injuries in the space mm. of 18 months. Uh, um, Gareth Law, the United Physio, obviously had been treating him at half-time and knew about it anyway. And I think the message was, look, if you have any problems, don't push it. Uh, and they got him off. And sure enough, this week he's been training again. He was playing in the training yeah. game on Saturday. I think it might be touch and go for for Saturday but it's not a major problem. It was a preventative move to get yeah. him off, and fingers crossed uh, he'll be back very That's soon. He, he may even be in the squad on Saturday at Barrow. Very good news indeed. OK, before we move on to uh, the, the matter, the most pressing matter at hand this week, which is um, a little poll, a little uh, top ten that we've been running in the paper and online, um, some interesting comments from the Forest Green chairman. Dale week. Vince, yeah. the, the, the multi-millionaire owner of Forest Green, who's been pumping industrial amounts of money in, in, into Forest Green over the last few years in a desperate, not desperate, in a, in a, in a very determined attempt to try and get that club into the Football League. Um, he, he came out this week and, and interestingly and understandably said, basically asked, you know, when on earth uh, are we going to have at least three up from the conference yeah. as opposed to the current uh, two? Uh, and I think all of us would say aye to that. Yeah. Um, it's it's difficult, isn't it? When you're in League Two, uh, turkeys are not likely to vote for Christmas, are no. they? Um, but but it, if the National League is genuinely going to be the fifth tier of English yeah. football, then they have to equal it up. They, of course they do. Uh, and and in the, even if that isn't that isn't going to happen in the immediate future, at least you know. Uh, uh, not even it up, but 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 make it slightly more of a. I don't know what the difference between a level playing field and a slightly unlevel un- playing field. But even if there was one, even if there were two automatic promotion slots and one through the playoffs, that would be a massive yeah. uh, um, improvement as far as conference clubs are concerned. Sorry, national league clubs are concerned. Um, and and you've got this situation at the moment where financially it's crippling yeah. because every club in the football league from the championship down to the League Two gets this huge helping hand financially, uh, um, and apart from one season when when one rele- you know when rele- the two yeah. relegated clubs get a helping hand, it's cut That's off after lot, that. It? Yeah. It's cut yeah. off after that, and and it's and, and yet and this is for clubs who are trying to invest to get into the football league. So at the very time when you need as much revenue and as much interest as possible. I suppose if you're on the outside, you could say, oh, well, that's a test of how strong and how determined they really are to get in the league. Mm. But 
in this day and age, it's very, very difficult. And, and um, the days when you had a situation like Hensford Town, they were the ones whose ground was not sufficiently Stevenage. Good. Was it Stevenage? Well, when we were when talking yeah. at the bottom, yeah, Stevenage, Stevenage Borough, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, but all the grounds in the conference are now conference. I've done it now. National League are most of them. Most of them. There are one or two that that, yeah. that, that, that wouldn't make it, but that m- most most of them are, uh, and certainly the ones who've got any real ambitions to get in the mm. in the into the football in, into League Two. Let's let's just say it is into League Two. Um, uh, are, are fit for it, um, and um, you know, g- good luck to them. But uh, of course, you know, you've got this mix of Tranmere Rovers, Torquay United, Wrexham, um, and Lincoln Cities of this world. Yeah. Uh, um, and you've got the Dover Athletics, the Forest Greens, um, Barrows coming up. Yeah. Although they used to be a football league club, all having a go, prepared to throw some money at it and make themselves competitive. So you've got this quite sort of uh, not toxic that's not the right word but a real sort of competitive mix yeah. in the con- in 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 the, in the national league and and it's so hard i mean you have only got to look back at all those years that clubs like oxford and luton and exeter uh, Torquay now um, uh, Tranmere Rovers have found it very hard yeah. to get straight back up lincoln city who who's a hell of a good club and Good luck to them, by the way, at Burnley in, in the FA yes, Cup indeed. on Sunday. And, and good luck to Sutton yeah, while we're at, yes, against yeah. Arsenal. Yeah, um, you know these clubs, you know, uh, are not basket case football clubs, no. and yet they're trapped in this conference, you know, which is or conference level, which is so difficult to get out of. And uh, and in the meantime, you know, you you can but the, the 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 history tells us that clubs that actually go up from the from the National League into the into League Two very seldom struggle. They in fact, do okay, in don't fact, they? quite a yeah. few of them can yeah. keep, just keep going. Fleetwood, look at Burton Albion. I mean, it's uh, um, yeah. uh, and it is hard to believe that Forest Green, with all their resources, and you know, it's a properly run club, Forest Green, and they're just not quite able to get across the line. Are no, they? and so um, you could understand somehow why, um, why Mr. Vince, yeah, feeling the way he does. Yeah, there we go. Right now, then uh, we're going to talk. I have to say, a couple of people left comments on the podcast online uh, last week. They weren't over-impressed with us spending time talking nostalgia and talking about captains. So you guys, you might want to go off and make a cup of tea now because we're going to be on this for a little while. Because we got a terrific response to this, didn't we, when we floated this. In fairness to, to United, uh, Talking United's uh, uh, Twitter feed, they, they kicked it off. Yeah. Um, and uh, then we got quite a lot of... You know, feedback from that as well. So I think we had a chat and thought, well, let's see if we can almost sort of help the thing along. Yeah, uh, uh, we picked it up, and and there was one. Thought, I can't remember who it was. You chat talking to you before kickoff on Saturday about Mal Lucas. Yes, a real Mal Lucas fan. fan. Absolutely, and, he had yeah. to be in there as far as he was concerned. Indeed. And and of course, there are a lot of supporters. There's many wonderful, wonderful young fans at the moment who are fully committed and, yeah. and travel all over the place watching him. But of course. Inevitably, there's quite a lot of older supporters who remember uh, uh, captains way back before even I started, and that's long enough ago. Um, and uh, it was never an attempt to to literally list everybody no. that's captained the club. The idea was maybe to look back on some of the wonderful and great captains of, of the club that, that, that United have had over the years. Because the question Put the top was, ten together almost yeah. as a matter for debate rather than Indeed. as a definitive top ten. The question was that the best Talker United captains down through the years, and if I quickly go through the ten 
uh, yes, that they've chosen. They're this, in the Herald this, Express. This was an up for, up for debate top and ten. Debate. And of course, saying at the same time that, as you say, Talk United themselves did kick this off they and did. re-echoed what they've done. Um, Dennis Lewis, yeah. and we should mention at this point the yes. photograph that the we've photograph used. The photograph we carried in the paper was actually of J.V. Smith, who was stood not far from Dennis, <laughs> from Dennis Lewis in, a, in, a, in an old picture, and it was a, a bit of a more haste, less speed mis- mistake yeah, than that sure. was, but still, we corrected it on the website, apologies so, so apologies there. Dennis Lewis, yes. Uh, until Kevin Hill came along, he was, of course, the club's leading uh, appearance maker yes. uh, through yeah. the 50s and early 60s. <laughs> Next one up is John Benson, well, 1964 to 1970. Absolutely, he he would he would always be right up there yeah. near the top for me. He was he was the captain of the team when I first started watching, and and I, I got to know him as well when I <clears throat> started reporting on the club. And uh, a, a, a wonderful character. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, you, you didn't you didn't uh, he didn't t- he didn't suffer fools gladly. And, <laughs> That's what you um, want in a captain. Well, you, <laughs> exactly, and uh, uh, yeah, great man. The next one up is, is Mal Lucas. Now, I hadn't realised, I mean, I, I remember seeing Mal Lucas play, but I hadn't realised he came to us, he was a, a Welsh international, and he came. He was playing at quite a high level when he came to Torquay. Back in the days when players did make the move from the first division into divisions below, and they didn't go off and play in China. No, and things well, like this, that. This, is, this, this was the wonderful thing about football in those days, without saying that everything was perfect then, is that the gap in wages between the first division and division four yeah. was not so big that players couldn't contemplate dropping down. And that's how United got players like John Bond and Ken Brown, Mal Lucas, who came from Norwich City. Is, is that why he's in your list, Tomo, because he's an ex-Norwich not player? Not at all. Not at sure? all. No, no, absolutely not. He was a proper player, was Mal Lucas. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, just a sort of experienced pro that every lower division club used to benefit from hugely in in those days and still still could now. No, he was a proper player, was Mal Lucas, and yeah. uh, and of course he came into a United side that was punching at the top of what's now League One. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't fourth division in those days; it was the third division, uh, and uh, he 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 was a he was a proper man. He was. I remember I, it, when United won two one at, at Plymouth that season. They did the double over Plymouth Argyle seventy seventy one, I think it was. Yeah. Um, he had a great game at Home Park. Um, I remember United leading there. Um, I think Jimmy Dunn scored, and I forget who Alan yeah. Welsh, somebody like that scored. Because talking about Lucas almost, seemed to be everywhere that afternoon. They were almost at their best, then weren't they? I mean, it's widely Absolutely. accepted that the best to the season where they lost out to Ipswich on goal average. Yes, in sixty-six, fifty-seven. Pinnacle, but yeah. they were pretty good back then. I, I, I wonder whether the, the teams that I saw at Playmore in the late nineteen sixties under Frank O'Farrell and then for a couple of years under Alan Brown, they were they were very very good teams. Yeah, uh, they had some top top players in it, uh, and they were competing at a high level. Uh, um, Nine, ten thousand gates at Playmore most weeks, yeah. um, and uh, it was it was proper stuff, I must say. In the mini stand as well. The mini well stand. No, the, no, the old cowshed was yeah. was, was it was then. The mini stand came a little bit later. Did it really? Yeah, yeah. Did it? Yeah, in the I 70s, see. I remember yeah, the mini yeah. stand as being sort of home for the uh, yeah. the, the, the home fans. So I didn't yeah. realise it wasn't there. Then. No, no, the old pop side, obviously there. Big, big bank of terracing uh-huh. on, on on the Marnham Road side. See, our, our spot of choice in the late sixties was by the Players Tunnel. Which, yes. uh, which would bizarrely was Peter Cook's uh, ten years before. Yes, of course. But you know yeah, that's the, where a lot of the, the young comedian. fans used to go by yeah. the Players Tunnel. Yeah, well, of course there was a wonderful little enclosure of terracing along yeah. there in front of the old wooden stand, wasn't yeah. there? And uh, that used to be—you couldn't get in there, could you? That, that, no. A quarter of an hour before the game, that would be absolutely packed. 
All this um, nostalgia is going to infuriate our online commentators. It's not good, by the way, for us. It's not good enough. Next one up, Clint Bolton. Yeah, I, wearing I, that fantastic kit. You, you've you've always you've always been very fond of that 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 kit with that the, kit, um, yeah. the the blue kit. and yellow stripe yeah. down, down one side. Um, yeah, Clint was a, a, a. It's very easy to only recall captains of teams that used to win things, and and uh, Clint Bolton. United didn't win a lot during the seventies when Clint Bolton was was here. Uh, he was a fantastic servant of the club. Um, as a Malcolm Musgrove have been the manager? Yeah, and point? Mike Green yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, the thing, I mean, he, uh, Stanley Matthews was manager of, uh, of Port Vale for, for a little while. He, he never turned out to be as good a manager as he obviously had been as a player. But during his time, he made Clint Bolton captain at Port Vale when he was only 18. Yeah. Uh, and he's since, he, when he came down to Torquay, you could see why. And, and um, he, he, he wasn't always captain. One or two other people captained the, the team while he was here because he was obviously here for what, eight, nine years, something like yeah. that. But um, a very uh, um, solid and reliable performer and hugely popular amongst yeah. all, all the oh, rest of the players. So, yeah. 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 And very popular with the fans as well, wasn't he? He was, he was. Yeah. Moving on to John Impey. John Impey. Uh, uh, if I've got one memory of John Impey, and I have loads of memories of John Impey, it would be a night at Rochdale, on a Tuesday night at Rochdale. I'd met up with Bruce Rioch. He'd come along to watch the team play. This is about 19... It was 87, 88 yeah. season. United going for a promotion under Cyril Knowles. Um, and uh, the bell rang in the tea room at Rochdale, and I, uh, at, uh, at um, Spotland, and I suddenly realised that I wasn't up at my station and getting ready to send a few words back for the, the Daily Herald Express in those days. The bell rang, and Bruce... Said, oh, we'd better get going, I'll see you after the game. And as we came out of the tea room, which was right next to the corridor at Rochdale, the away dressing room door, uh, I won't say opened, because it was basically ripped off its hinges and it was left hanging on the top hinge <laughs> and, and in, in, in the breeze, uh, um, preceded by the usual banging and shouting that always accompanied Cyril Nels's very, very good side at the time. And John Impey... Uh, um, he didn't march. He sort of stomped out of the dressing room and headed for the pitch, followed by Kenny Allen, who was goalkeeper, was the second. Yeah. And there was two. There's a little row of Rochdale apprentices standing in the corridor, and one of them made the big mistake of saying "Good luck, Grandad," as um, oh as, as Kenny Allen, yes. who, whose yeah. hair was greying at yeah. the time, I think, we ran past. And seconds later, seconds later, this kid disappeared in the other direction down the corridor <laughs> and out into the car park with Kenny Allen pursuing him. Uh, he did break off and go straight well, back yeah, out on the pitch that. again. But MP was captain of what I still think is the most competitive the team. The fiercest team we've had. For they them. were. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. they, they, my goodness, it, it, there were games at Playmore which made the hair, your hair stand up, didn't you? And... Um, uh, John Impey was captain of a team where nobody took a backward step, did they? Exactly. And no. um, uh, he later um, uh, went on and he was manager of the team actually that won promotion yeah. uh, in 1991 at Wembley. Um, but uh, no, he was a, a, a proper captain. Okay, number six in a list which is chronological. We haven't put these in any order no, of no, preference. No. It's purely chronological. Number six is Wes Saunders. Yeah, I, I, I mean. Nobody who ever who was at Wembley or uh, that night on the Friday night when United beat Blackpool in what is, was still a, a, a fantastic game of football. Oh, it was, yeah. Um, a two-all draw after extra time went to penalties and United won five-four in the end. Yeah. Um, uh, and Wes Saunders was had, had been brought in at the start of that season by uh, Dave Smith, 
paid quite a lot of money for him yeah. to, to somewhere like Dundee, I think it was. Obviously, he'd been uh, um, at Newcastle United, played in the same team as Chris Waddle and Paul uh, Gascoigne, and he came down and he played in midfield to start with, I remember. Scored a yeah. hat-trick in a League Cup game, I think. We usually played Hereford in those days. Must have the been League Hereford. Cup. Bang um, Hereford. Hereford or Bournemouth. And then eventually, as the season went on, he ended up at centre-back, where, of course, he was a very, very good yeah. player. Um, had injury issues, but, uh, um, as, as I mentioned in the little brief thing, he, 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 Wes needed a big occasion to, to get him... He to was, no, uh, high days and holidays player. No, he was it was. Yeah. Uh, he liked to... Yes. He liked to Put a big prize in front of him, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, of course, he had an absolutely storming match at Wembley yeah. when United won there and went on to become manager. He's um, he's one he's not the only one in this list who went who has come back as manager after being captain no, of the and, and it hasn't gone fantastically well Quite. for them. No, that's for, right. for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And Wes suffered the same, didn't he? He did a little bit, but on his great days he was as good as What a player. Yes, he I, was. I, yeah. I named a Jack Russell Terrier after him, you, see. you can't <laughs> you, know, you, you don't get any greater than that. No. OK, moving on into the yeah. list. Alex Watson is your next man. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, uh, use the word advisably, I, I loved Alex Watson. I, I thought he was right up there amongst the best centre-halves that yeah. United have had for many years. People forget that um, Eddie May, who, who had a rather unhappy single season at United uh, yeah. during a rather lean time for the club, he paid £50,000 for Alex Watson. My goodness, you, you, that sort of thing didn't happen then no, these days, is it? A for a centre-half, yeah. particularly. But what a centre-half he was. And a, and, a, and a great, great captain, I thought. You you saw the best of Alex Watson away from home. Yeah. Uh, uh, when, when United were, you know, used to come under real pressure away from home and he used to put his head and his foot on it, uh, his boot through it, time and time and time again. Um a uh, very funny guy as well when he, he yeah. lovely sense of humor yeah. um but a proper old fashioned uh, scouser uh, and he he was the heart of united's defense for an awful long time and captain the team when united he got was captain to, for a long time yes well, he was he? when yeah. he got to the playoff yeah. final and they lost to, lost yeah. very unluckily to to colchester um uh, it was never humble no way never no, no on, uh, to a penalty oh. um but no he he he'd be he'd yeah. be right up there Okay, Craig Taylor is oh, your next uh, nomination. Well, Craig Taylor um, uh, um, is the type of captain you might forget in the, in the great scheme of things, but from the moment he turned up at the club uh, from Plymouth, came here on loan, I think, to start with, um, uh, in the autumn of the 2003-04 yeah. season um, under Leroy Rossini, he, he just looked a class act. Didn't used to say an awful lot, but... If you go through that team and think of some of the players who are in that side, Alex Russell, Jason Fowler, uh, Lee Canneville, Steve Woods, Kevin Dearden in goal, Brian McGlinchey at left-back, for, for Craig Taylor to be the captain of that team said all you really need to say yeah. about how he was regarded by the Do you the think he was, a, he, he was underrated, wasn't he? I thought so. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, 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 the addition of Craig Taylor at centre-half and Brian McGlinchey at left-back finished that team off. Yeah. Uh, and they duly, duly, they eventually won promotion. I mean, we all have sort of tearful memories, don't we, of how good they were. Yeah. Um, but but Craig Taylor w w was was centre half and captain of that team. But for me, uh, it wasn't just that season. It was after in the in the years following that, when United weren't great and they came back down again, and then they had a horrendous season trying to stay in the league. 
in 2005 yeah. 6 when Ian Atkins came in and kept them up. He was wonderful during when United really needed as many men to stand up as possible. I remember uh, when they won at Carlisle, yeah. which turned out to be the game that effectively kept them up when Carlisle were hoping to clinch the championship and United won 2 1 up there. Taylor, uh, with Steve Woods alongside him, was mountainous that afternoon. And I think you ought, you should remember those afternoons just as much as yeah. the days when people are running around so the pitch and holding cups up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number nine in the list of ten is Lee Mansell. Well, he's got to be there, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. The, the, not, not, not because uh, um, you know he, he was the greatest player in United's history. Not even he would 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 say that. Um, but uh, he he was somebody who wanted to be captain of Torquay United, was captain of Torquay yeah. United, wore his heart on his sleeve, um, and no, nobody could ever turn around to Lee Manson and say that he wasn't doing his best to lead by example. Um, and uh, again, he, he captained the club uh, uh, at a time when they were struggling a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Chris Hargreaves, uh, who we'll talk about in a moment, um, was captain when uh, um, you know in some great days yeah. and, and the happier days. But Lee, Lee Mansell, wholehearted, always prepared to say his piece uh, uh, and and yeah. you know point out when he wasn't happy with things and and you know never backward in coming forward. And, um, and he, he kept in the side through two spells as well. Didn't he, he did. Because, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Before and after. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, uh, and uh, he's surely you yeah, know, a, a candidate yeah. for there. And number ten, last but not least, Chris Hargreaves himself. Well, uh, uh, many younger fans, and some of, quite a few of them, have been in touch over the past week. Of uh, for him, for, for them, he'll always be, uh, yeah. uh, you know, United's best captain, um, uh, because he, from the moment he walked in the place, um, he was one of Paul Buckle's first signings. Yeah, uh, instantly cap became captain. Uh, he was obviously very experienced and, and uh, you know had uh, many miles under the under uh, you know on, on the clock when he came here. Um, and he's uh, he's another one similar to John Impey and well others in the list who everything's was on the front foot. Yes, with Chris, wasn't well, it? Every... it's easy to, to to forget that that the United's team, especially in those first couple of years after they came down to the conference under Paul Buckle. Um, uh, there was nothing very uh, rocket scientist about the team, and certainly in that first season. Um, you know, you had Nicholson getting the ball up to Sills pretty quickly. Yeah. You had Chris Zabrowski strong, quick. Lee Phillips uh, um, battering his yes. way through the yeah, middle. Of course. Um, it, 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 there were no airs and graces about that team. Um, uh, should have gone up the first year. Should never have lost to, lost no. to Exeter in the playoff semis, as we know. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but then the following year. Uh, um, Paul Buckle started to introduce people like Danny Stevens and got Nicky Rowe in mm -hmm. uh, and I thought Nicky Rowe never played better than when Chris Hargreaves was alongside him <laughs> reminding him of what the right priorities were from yeah. time to time um, and he was just a, he was just you know he had to be captain didn't he and yeah. uh, there was no one else in the dressing room again in a dressing room that contained a lot of strong characters you had Sills and you had Woods, yes. uh, Woods and you had Chris Todd and Nicholson and and uh, and we can you know others that you can think of, and whenever somebody stands out amongst a group of already strong characters as captain, yeah, well that probably says all you need to say about them. 
and of course uh, the, he was the captain who lifted the trophy yeah. at Wembley a great game, like, game like, that we were talking about last week like, well. so, like yeah. Saunders before him yeah. saved one of his best performances for the yeah. biggest occasion of all uh, and of course also like Saunders came back as manager and it didn't quite didn't work well. out no. um, but of course I think you know you can't help referring to the fact that there are probably good times to be managing a club and not yeah. so good times to be managing a club and I think Chris Hargreaves took over at a not that's a true. great time that's true so that's that's the that's ten. That ten, and that's but there's many, there are many, many others. others. Other people will come up with. Those. A, a number of people have mentioned well, Courtney Richards, the yeah, current captain. The current captain. He's very popular with the Popside fans, especially the younger fans. Yeah, I, th- I think with Courtney Richards, I, I, um, he, he he was given the job uh, quite young, really, yeah. a bit like Luke Young before him. Um, and I think maybe in years to come, whether it's with Talk United or with somebody else, you might well see Courtney Richards. Yeah. Being captain in future, this is this is very much a learning process for him. He's learning on the job about captaincy. I don't think anybody saw him as particularly a natural captain um, when he when he stepped into the role. Yeah. Um, but he's he's stepped up to it, um, and you know you like like becoming a good footballer. You do have to learn. You do have to take some time to learn. Uh, and uh, it, uh, you know, I, th- I think that there are people who some people think he should be captain, other people should, they think he shouldn't. But uh, you know, I, I think we may find that in years to come, Courtney Richards may well captain other teams yeah. as his career goes on, and that will be because of what he's been through and learnt learnt at the moment. A lot, lot of responsibility goes with that arm. And back. there are many other names we've tried to cover. Lots and lots of of other people who almost certainly deserve to be in any top ten. Yeah. Um, one that I horrified, I, I sort of overlooked a little bit, was Jim McNichol, of course, who was captain yes. of yeah. the team that went to Wembley for the first time in 1989, uh, in between MP and... Um, and Wes. Uh, and Wes. Yeah. Um, Jim was a, was a yeah. proper senior statesman, wasn't he? Was um, indeed. Another yeah. S- yeah. Scotsman who... Yeah. Uh, Matt Elliott um, as well. Matt Elliott yeah, did it, yeah. not not for long, but from time to time. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, no, there's, there's there's been many. Mike Green, who for, for me was a very fine captain when he was player manager uh, back in the seventies. Yeah. Um, there's there's many more, and we've tried to mention mention them all, hopefully, or as many of them as possible in the piece. And uh, do uh, chip in though, if absolutely. You, um, yeah, no, if no, th- got that's the whole point yeah, of, all, of yeah. all of this. We're, we're we're not the oracle by any stretch of the imagination. And, no. and, um, and Steve uh, Steve uh, Woods didn't make the ten either. There's another no, one. We, yeah. You would have you would have turned ten into fifteen and still left yeah. people and still yeah. left deserving people out. No, Steve Woods is hugely popular and right up there. We could go on all day, but again, we've taken up uh, plenty of your time on the podcast, the Yellow Army podcast this week. If you've enjoyed it, remember, tell your friends. Talk here away at Barrow now, on Saturday. This it's is a big a, one. It is. They're it, all it, big ones, aren't they? They are, but this is this this will be a hard game. Paul Cox, manager of Barrow, been given a few bob this year to to put a team together. Duly doing it. I think they moved into the playoff places with a, a win at Macclesfield. They've had one or two. Yeah, um, uh, sending card problems recently, which will remove a couple of players from their squad. But they uh, they don't muck about up there, um, and it will be a tough, tough yeah, old match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'd, you'd be more confident if United had a little bit more up front at the moment. I uh, sent a foot and another centre forward in, and it looks like yeah. Brett Williams may have to soldier on regardless at the moment but um, what a stage uh, for one or two of these impact subs to uh, well it is absolutely right and I'm sure Jamie Reid will come into the mix on Saturday because David Fitzpatrick has gone back to Wimbledon after his loan spell so there's a couple of places up for grabs 
And uh, Miles Anderson, Anderson, of course, going back to Hulker back Street to only yeah. 10 days after leaving them to join Torquay. So I dare say he and Kevin Nicholson will have a bit of a chat on the team coach going up on Friday. I wouldn't be a bit surprised. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us. This has been the Yellow Army podcast from the Herald Express. And as always, come on you yellows. <laughs>